Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now, where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Oh, yes. Present and accounted for. Oh, I have to tell you some personal information before we start the show. I've been having trouble sleeping. My back is bothering me. I get anxious sometimes, maybe a little depressed sometimes. What should I do? Well, of course, this is a lead into our topic today. I have a quote here from Francisco Guimaraes, a pharmacologist at the University of Sao Paulo in Brazil. He says CBD is a Disneyland for a pharmacologist. There are so many possible mechanisms, so many possible ways it can be useful. So the question on the table is, is CBD going to help me with my sleep, with my back, with my anxiety? Well, we're about to find out. Let me give you a little bit of background here. CBD, in case you're not up on the latest alphabet soup, my friends around the world, is short for cannabidiol. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A phytocannabinoid discovered in 1940. It's one of 113 identified cannabinoids in the cannabis plants. Come on, you know what cannabis is. And it accounts for up to 40% of the plant's extract. In 2018, clinical research included preliminary studies on, here we go, anxiety, cognition, movement disorders, and pain. I think they addressed all of my problems. It can be taken into the body in multiple ways, inhaled through an aerosol can, by mouth, all kinds of ways through oil on the skin, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. According to Dr. Eddie Fatikov, MD, who happens to be one of our esteemed panelists today, he says cannabidiol, better known as CBD, is quickly becoming a household name. This marijuana plant-derived non-psychoactive natural remedy, there's some key words in there, natural and remedy and probably marijuana too, is being adapted to treat a wide variety of ailments from anxiety and pain to various seizure disorders. So all I can say is, oh my, we have so many questions. Is it safe? Is it legal? Does it get you high? Hmm. Can it really calm anxiety, cure cancer, stop epileptic seizures, and give insomniacs that much sought after full night's sleep? We have four thought leaders, experts, people in the industry. We're going to talk to them today and find out what their take is on the facts, and I'm putting that in quotes, the facts about CDB, CBD, and their predictions for its future. So in a moment, you're going to be hearing from Eddie Fatikov. I just quoted him, MD, Autumn Shelton at Autumn Brands, Murdoch Kaledgi, MD at Elevate CBD, and Carl West Young. He told me to call him West Young at We Spark Laboratory. So welcome to my panelists. Eddie Fatikov, why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about who you are and what this topic means to you. Go ahead, Eddie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, CBD is, is wonderful. It's helped so many of my patients, especially like you were mentioning, alluding to earlier, insomnia is probably the biggest thing I see in my clinic, insomnia, anxiety, and pain. So those three big things, um, I've been treating a lot of CBD. I actually gave some CBD earlier this morning to one of my patients. So I'm actually a board-certified internal medicine physician with a niche on 
uh, integrated medicine, weight loss, and hormonal regulation optimization. So that's kind of what I do here in Atlanta, Georgia. And when CBD came out, I was the first one to actually help support the bill to pass it through uh, the state legislature. And I was one of the first officers that actually was going to hoe and talking about it and actually writing articles about CBD. So I'm excited to be on the panel. Uh, one of my uh, favorite quotes that I do like is by Mahatma Gandhi, which is, the future depends on what you do today. So I think if we don't sit on the sidelines and we actually put action and create the trend of what CBD can do for the future for our patients, they're worth a step ahead, and we pave our own future by doing that. Thank you very much, Eddie. Shall I call you Dr. Eddie, Dr. Fadikov? Eddie, how would you like to be addressed? Uh, whatever's easier. Dr. Fadikov works. Dr. Eddie. Dr. Fadikov is fine. I come from a, a line of doctors, MDs, PhDs, and I have great respect for people who get those degrees. So I just want to be respectful of you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you popped your quote in there. We're going to do the quote round in a few minutes, but I'm glad you have that one in there. So, Eddie, we really appreciate your being on. Autumn Shelton, you're next. Autumn, tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, what is Autumn Brands, and why is this CBD topic so important to you? Autumn? Thanks for having me. Um, yes, I'm a partner and CFO in a company called Autumn Brands. We're a 50% women-owned um, company that is focused on health and wellness that um, goes back six generations of agricultural growing all the way back to Holland. And we are a cannabis grower and focus on both THC CBD plants and also have high CBD um, plants as well. CBD is really important to me because there's so much misinformation out there and it's become such a hype um, and, and really being able to educate people on the importance of it and how you obtain it and what you do with it um, and, and how it can really um, help you in life is, is truly, um, truly important because there's just so many different ways that people are taking it that may not be beneficial. Ah, that's interesting. We'll find out about that. How did you get attracted to this, Autumn? What what brought you into this industry, if I may ask? Um, well, I have a background in real estate um, and then also then being a CFO for a cut flower business, which is what we were before switching over to cannabis. And cannabis is just something that's dear to my heart now because I've just seen how it has helped so many people, either close to me or, you know, seven degrees of separation. It's it's an incredible thing, and to see the stigma of, of cannabis changing every single day and people opening mm-hmm. their eyes, it's, it's, an amazing, it's amazing to be part of it. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you on. You're our sole female on the panel, so I'm glad there are some women-owned businesses in this field, and we're going to learn a lot from you. Thank you, Autumn. Next up, another MD on the show. We have Murdoch Kalegi. I hope I'm saying that right, at Elevate CBD. Murdoch, how would you like to be addressed, Dr. Kalegi or Murdoch? What's your pleasure? Oh, feel free to call me Murdoch, and you pronounced it perfectly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Tell me. Tell us who you are. What do you do? So I'm a physician as well, specifically my training is in emergency medicine. I still see patients in the emergency department. And the most common complaint we get in the emergency department is pain, whether that Mm -hmm. be acute from some sort of trauma or injury or even chronic pain that's flared up. One challenge working as an emergency clinician is we see the opiate crisis play out in the emergency departments all the time. People seeking opiates to treat their pain, people overdosing on opiates. And so that got me very interested in how one treats pain. And in modern medicine, we don't have a lot of great tools to treat pain. Most of the tools we have can come with certain risks, harms, including opiates. 
And becoming interested in therapies for pain, I became interested in CBD. And as I learned more and more about CBD, both through basic science and clinical research, as well as anecdotal experience that I would hear from patients, I became more interested in the benefits, not just for pain, but also for other chronic issues, whether it be sleep or mood. And so that prompted more interest in CBD and how I eventually became involved with Elevate CBD. And what does Elevate CBD do? Is it a company? Is it a grower? What what does it do? Yeah, it's a company that offers a suite of CBD products that are derived from hemp, avoiding any of the concerns people have regarding cannabis-derived CBD. So it's the same chemical, cannabidiol, but mm-hmm. it's derived from a, a plant that's legal in all 50 states. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you, Murdoch. I'm glad I pronounced your last name right. And now going one more stop around the table, we have, his name is Carl West Young, but he told me most people forget the Carl and call him West Young. So West Young at, let's see, he's a cannabis and hemp biochemist and uh, the founder of We Spark Laboratories. Wes, welcome and tell us who you are, please. Well, my name's Wes Young. I uh, own and run We Spark Labs. We Spark is basically uh, one of the only companies in existence that went the other route with CBD because we did so much research with CBD. We actually found the numerous side effects that are involved with it. And in finding all the side effects, we had to figure out a way to actually solve these side effects. A lot of the side effects seem to stem from organ issues that deactivating uh, certain uh, enzyme networks causes like uh, hepatic dysfunction, pancreatic dysfunction, thyroid dysfunction, and that usually stems from a real deep lack of understanding of how to properly uh, detox your system from the residues that CBD leaves behind. Very interesting. And and where are you where are you based? This We Spark Lab. How did you come up with the name We Spark, Wes? Well, my name is Wes, and my partner, who's a double PhD in uh, biophysics and genetics, his his middle name is Park. So we kind of just combined the names and made it We Spark because we spark creativity, we spark healing, we spark all sorts of understanding with these chemicals. I love it. That's very, very clever. Thank you, all four of you. I have a quick shout-out to the people who introduced each of you to me. We have Jerry McLaughlin, who brought us Dr. Eddie Fatikoff. Thank you, Jerry, for setting this up. Autumn Shelton came to us through Jessica Kopach. Thank you, Jessica. Dr. Murdoch Kalegi came to us through Shauna at the Maverick PR. And Wes Young was introduced to me by Ryan Treasure, who happens to be VP at World Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com, where we broadcast live here right now on on the Business Channel, and he is my partner in crime, a.k.a. my co-producer on the show. So thank you to all of you for being available to us. So I'm just going to tell anybody just tuning in, this is one heck of a topic we've got today. This is Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. We are live on Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. Where is the year going? And our topic is CBD. Yes, I got it right. Miracle Med dubious drug or a wishful woo-woo, and we're about to find out from, uh, and I don't really have a bad back or sleep problems, but I thought it would be kind of cool to introduce the show that way, so nobody worry, don't worry about me, I'm fine. So let's go around the table. I asked my panelists to send me an opening quote. Eddie Fatikov, you already talked about your quote, but you want to just, the future depends on what you do today. Uh, let's just relate that to people who make the decision to use CBD in some form, who, who don't go through somebody like Wes, who don't go through you or, or, uh, or Murdoch, somebody who just says, oh, I heard about it on the internet. So the future depends on what you do today. Are they putting themselves at risk? Let's just relate your quote to that. 
Well, I think if you're going to transcend medicine or any type of aspect of healthcare, you have to take a risk, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't take a risk, there's no innovation, there's no growth, then you're just another doctor or another healthcare provider that are following guidelines and following books. Guidelines, they're there to help you. They don't tell you how to practice medicine. If it was that easy, then everybody, whether they're pharmacists or doctor or any type of healthcare, school and have guidelines. So, um, and you could deviate there just as long as you're doing right by the patient. And that's all my patients. This is a little bit controversial, but it's safe, right? Just as long as there's a safety profile, they understand the risks, and I know what I'm doing for my patients to help them not hurt them, then I can feel good at night about doing that. But that's my biggest takeaway is you, it, you have to try different things because if the norm doesn't work and you've tried everything, you can possibly think of the patient's still in pain or still can't sleep despite traditional methods and integrated methods, and you've just got to go and research and see what else is out there. And actually, I was surprised. And some of those... Um, CBD and other medications I use are actually better than some of the prescriptions I write. So um, if you don't know what's out there, you don't know what you're missing out on. Very well put. Thank you very much, Dr. Reddy Fadikov. Let's go to Autumn Shelton. Autumn sent me the following quote from Jack Canfield. Successful people maintain a positive focus in life no matter what is going on around them. They stay focused on their past successes rather than past failures and on the next action steps they need to take to get them closer to the fulfillment of their goals rather than all the other distractions that life presents to them. Autumn, tell me about this quote. How does it relate to our topic? This quote is is important to me because, you know, there's still such a strong stigma against cannabis and people not understanding all the true benefits around it. And also being a grower, we also see a real local um, anti group that that is really focused on non-factual information and just on past fear-based feelings. And so it's really important for all of us to just really focus on the positivity of what this plant can provide and continue to move forward with research and understanding and learning and being open-minded to, to seeing how this can change and affect positively so many different people in this world. Thank you very much. I love the positive, and if, and if there's anybody who's positive in this world, it's certainly Jack Canfield. So we, I don't think we've ever had a Canfield mm-hmm. quote on my shows. Thank you, Autumn. And now let's go to Murdoch, Dr. Murdoch, Murdoch Kalegi, and he has sent us a quote from Martin Luther King. The arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. you got to explain this one to me, Murdoch. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I use this quote in a lot of areas of my life. Um, when I observe society and things that seem to be going in certain directions, sometimes the wrong direction, I remind myself that in the long run, society tends to move in the right direction. Like I said, I apply that to a lot of areas in my life, including healthcare. Healthcare can be a very frustrating environment in terms of access and how easy it is for consumers to navigate and to have various health tools. But as I see society progress, I'm seeing the continued democratization of various health tools, including direct access to therapies that may be difficult to obtain otherwise. And I think we're seeing that with CBD. For so long, there was difficulty obtaining any anything relate, possibly related to the cannabis plant. It was so highly regulated. Now that we have a better understanding of CBD and how it distinguishes from some other aspects of marijuana like THC, as well as the ability to derive it from hemp, a fully legal plant in all 50 states, we're seeing that greater access to uh, what I think has become a really valuable health tool in CBD. 
Thank you very much. Good quote. And one more quote going around the table to Wes Young at WeSpark Labs, and he has sent us a quote from Nikola Tesla. You all know Tesla. Here's the quote. The present is theirs. The future, for which I really work, is mine. Beautiful quote. Talk to me. Wes, how does this relate to our topic? It relates completely to our topic because it seems like all the research that my company has done in safeguards has basically been so so in front of the game that the majority didn't even know even last year that there was a problem when it came to basically cannabinoid sickness. And we kind of got in front of the game. As more and more people are getting sick, we already have a solution. Okay. Thank you very much. Sounds like you're all working hard on that. If you're just tuning in, this is Technology Revolution, the future of now. Our topic is CBD. Come on, everybody say that with me. CBD, miracle med, dubious drug, or wishful woo-woo. And we have four experts on the topic with me today. Dr. Eddie Fatikov, Autumn Shelton at Autumn Brands, Dr. Murdoch Kalegi at Elevate CBD, and Wes Young at WeSpark Labs. Now we're going to go around the table, and we've already introduced our guests. I want to ask you, all of you, just a quick personal question. Actually, two personal questions. I didn't prepare you for this, but this is just a little fun getting to know you. So let's start with Dr. Eddie Fatikov. Where in the world are you today and what's your favorite beverage nothing to do with cbd but i ask my panelists this on all of my radio shows so eddie where are you what do you love to drink um i'm in atlanta georgia uh actually suburb outside of georgia and my favorite drink is um mineral water oh really what's so good about mineral water I, I think it's the gas it fills me up it feels refreshing i don't know uh, Pellegrino, green or any of the mineral waters i just love Okay, thank you very much. Flavored or unflavored? Do they come with flavors now? Uh, they do. I don't like the flavored one. I just like the unflavored traditional mineral water. Okay, thank you very much. So we got to know a little more about you. Autumn Shelton, same questions. Where are you today, and what's your favorite drink that powers you? Uh, today I'm located in Santa Barbara, California, and um, being that I'm six months pregnant at the moment, uh, my favorite beverage is uh, pink lemonade. But normally, I'd probably say a, a nice, crisp Sauv Blanc would be my favorite beverage. Thank you very much. I'm going to say Mazel Tov on your pregnancy, and I'm very, you. very happy you're here with us, and you know what that means probably. Okay, so thank you very much. And let's go to uh, Murdoch. Where are you today, and what do you love to drink? Well, today, I'm in Denver, Colorado, where I reside. And what I love to drink is every day after my workout, I have a bottle of kombucha, uh, which I enjoy because it's got probiotic, bacteria, healthful bacteria. It's got antioxidant, polyphenols, and specifically the flavor I enjoy the most is a green kombucha that has some algae like spirulina and chlorella because that's supposed to be detoxifying. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you very much. You want to tell everybody what kombucha is? Just give a quick definition. Uh, Kombucha is a fermented tea, and in that process of fermentation, uh, Bacteria, healthful bacteria grow as well as produce a lot of the enzymes that are, uh, contribute to kombucha's healthful effects. Thank you very much. Anybody wants to look it up, it's K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, and it's got a whole Wikipedia page. And they also say that it's slightly alcoholic. Well, So, Autumn, you can't have that today. No kombucha for you. No. We appreciate that. Okay. No. Take, <laughs> taking care of the health of our panelists here. And Wes, Wes Young, where are you today and what do you love to drink? Right now, uh, it's normally beautiful where I'm at, but right now it's a little cloudy. I'm in Santa Monica, California, and my favorite thing to drink first thing in the morning is a shot of espresso. 
Ah, any favorite favorite, favorite brand? Um, not really a favorite brand. I just like to keep it organic because I'm not a big fan of having glyphosate sprayed all over anything that I ingest. There you go. We got, we got a purist here on the panel. Okay, now we're getting ready to do our predictions round. I'm going to pick one prediction from each of you to keep it moving around the table. Uh, for those of you tuning in, I have asked my guests in advance to give me a prediction on the topic. Actually, they're top three. So our topic today is CBD, Miracle Med, Dubious Drug or Wishful Woo Woo. Maybe a little bit of all of the above. We're trying to find out, is CBD safe? Is it legal? Does it get you high? Can it really calm your anxiety, cure cancer, which would be wonderful, stop epileptic and other seizures, and give insomniacs that much sought after a full night Ah, sleep, wouldn't that be lovely? So let's see. We're going to start with Dr. Eddie Fatikov. And Eddie gave me this prediction number one. So just spend a couple minutes telling me what this all means. And then I'll pick one from each of you. Then we'll go around the table until we cover all of the predictions. So Eddie told me the following. He predicts medical treatment for a broader spectrum of seizure disorders using CBD. Eddie, talk to me. Yeah, initially when it was studied, uh, you probably heard of it. It was a couple years ago. Charlotte's Web was used a lot for uh, seizure disorders or people who had chronic epileptic conditions, such as Lennox Gossard or Dervaud syndrome, just a couple ones. And so company got through the orphan drug, got it approved called Epidiolex, FDA-approved drug for the treatment of seizure disorders. So most people that go on two or three anti-leptic medications, when you add more anti-leptic, basically more seizure medications, it becomes less effective. And after you're on about two medications, adding a third effective. Here, they were able to put people just on CBD or epidiolics by itself to decrease their seizures from like 40, 50 a day down to like a couple of days. So what I'm saying is this could be actually medical treatment for how we treat epilepsy and seizures as a whole. Instead of giving them all these medications that are mood stabilizers, have a lot of side effects um, for your body, you can actually give them probably a seizure medication that has CBD in it. So to me, that's exciting where you can just take CBD to treat your seizure disorder and not have to be on three or four prescription medications. So I think that's where it's headed in terms of for the medical community in terms of treating seizure disorder epilepsy as a whole. Thank you. That's very promising. And I'm sure it's giving comfort to a lot of people who've been dealing with that for years and for their, their treatment plans. Thank you. Autumn Shelton, prediction number one, women using cannabis. Talk to me, Autumn. Well, obviously men have not been the sole cannabis users until now, but there's definitely a quite large rise of women embracing cannabis um, as a wellness resource. You know, all the plants um, and the cannabis plants are all female. And and we so we kind of talk and joke a little bit more of, um, that everything kind of with cannabis is female. And, and women are the natural caregivers. So cannabis is a health and wellness product. And the women in the family are typically the ones that go out and buy cannabis or buy health and wellness products for their family. They're the decision makers. And so it's really amazing to see more and more women educating themselves and understanding how valuable this plant can be for not only themselves but for their family. But it's also something where the stigma is going away, where women feel more comfortable utilizing cannabis and maybe utilizing that instead of a glass of wine. Interesting. Are we calling it the POT word anymore? Are we saying cannabis? What are they using so it's more social, socially less stigmatic? Autumn, what's your thought on that? Uh, I think if you still use pot, you still use all the different words. Um, I definitely, you know, stick more to cannabis just because, it is, it's a newer term that kind of allows us to move forward um, rather than going backwards. 
But it's still, you know, it's still all the words, still all the different type of lingo will always be there. Thank you very much. We love to do reality checks here on our shows. Now let's go to Murdoch Kalegi, and he has sent me this one. Uh, talking about stigma, his first prediction is stigma and misconceptions regarding CBD will go away. Can you put a time frame on this, Murdoch? Is it by the end of this radio show, by the end of 2019, by the end of New Year's Day on 2020? When will this going to happen? I, I do think it will happen surprisingly quick. With the extensive misinformation regarding CBD combined with its exponentially growing prevalence. We're seeing a concerted effort to resolve a lot of that misinformation up to and including uh, no less than about a month ago, Congress had hearings uh, to get more information regarding uh, CBD, specifically Congress uh, and the FDA. So I think there will be a lot of clarity soon. And I think that's valuable because because of CBD's name, cannabidiol, um, and that it can be derived from cannabis. Many associate CBD with uh, cannabis specifically, specifically the illicit use, the addiction, the psychoactive highs. With CBD, none of those are the case, um, including mm-hmm. even the fact that it must be derived from cannabis, as I've mentioned a couple times now. It can be derived from non-cannabis sources, specifically hemp. So I think as CBD information becomes more prevalent, which is happening very quickly with its mm-hmm. quickly growing use, I think these misconceptions will, will progressively result. Thank you. Very interesting. I, I think there's a lot of forward motion in what you just said. Wes Young at We Spark Labs, here's your number one prediction. CBD, this is, everybody listen up, this is important. CBD will become the new nonviolent crowd control. Oh, you got to explain that one to me, please, Wes. I know. Well, we've, like I said, we've been doing a lot of research with these chemicals, and CBD in particular, as in opposition to what everybody on the panel is saying, is actually very psychoactive. It seems to stem where a lot of the side effects from cannabis and marijuana come from. It has numerous issues with uh, basically sedation as well as hormonal disruption. Hmm. We've, we've found a way that we can basically make it topical where you can almost anesthetize someone by spraying them in the face. Hmm. Continue. I got to know more. So, what about crowd control? Who who do you predict will use this? Will it be a government agency? Will it be somebody at a private? Will it be a bouncer at a club? Who who will use this? This will be something that 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 will end up being available like pepper spray because there's so little regulatory understanding on it. When it's figured out that it can be used as a nonviolent form of uh, form of control, it'll be put in the majority of understandings when it comes to non-lethal control of uh, the population from how we're seeing a lot of uh, huge scare tactics with our government, as well as a lot of uh, rioting going on in different areas. We tend to need a way to kind of control that passively, but this being that it can be used as a a non-violent form of crowd control will also create so many widespread issues because as using it, as you would use it like this, you would also basically initiate liver dysfunction, like hepatic dysfunction, thyroid dysfunction, pancreatic dysfunction, and all sorts of hormonal issues. Very, very interesting. That was provocative. Let's go around the table for prediction set number two. Back to Dr. Eddie Fadakov. Eddie says reduction, he predicts a reduction in the usage of potential Alzheimer-inducing drugs. Well, this is provocative. Eddie, what are we talking about here? We're talking about replacing it with the current drug system. And I just want to leave what the last guest said. 
I, there is a lot of hormonal disruption with CBD. You do get um, menstrual cycles that come either early or late that I've noticed in some of my patients. But in terms of the thyroid and some of the other endocrine disruptors, I usually don't see that unless they're higher levels that I'm given from my patients with severe anxiety. So I did want to mention that as well. But that is a good point in terms of the hormonal dysregulation that it does uh, provide CBD. In terms of Alzheimer's, most people right now for their chronic anxiety, they're taking benzodiazepines, right? You always hear it, Xanax and clonopins and uh, diazepam. So a lot of these medications people take that have shown increased risk of Alzheimer's dementia over the long-term studies. They're only meant to be taken short-term, but with anxiety uh, in America, most people are taking this chronically. So if we can replace this medication for CBD, that already decreases their Alzheimer's dementia. Not only to mention that, from some of the animal studies they've done, they've actually shown that CBD2 receptors are targeted and decrease beta amyloid plaque buildup. And that's what builds up when you get um, Alzheimer's dementia with the tau protein. So if you can decrease that beta amyloid plaque buildup, you actually decrease your risk of Alzheimer's dementia. So if CBD play a role into preventive, but also replace current medications that are causing it, I think we're going to have a, a decrease in Alzheimer's dementia in the future. And, and Eddie, what about decreasing the impact of people who've already been diagnosed? I have a, a neighbor whose wife in her early 50s already has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she has good days and very, very bad days. Is this something that would help somebody like that who's already there? It may help decrease the progression because of what it does to the beta amyloid protein, yes. But, I mean, obviously further studies and bigger studies need to be do, done to prove this, but from what it's looking, it's looking promising that it may, yes. Anything that's promising is a good news. That's good news. Thank you, Eddie. Autumn Shelton, I'm looking at your prediction number two. This is interesting. Once seen as public enemy number one of the fight to legalize, baby boomers are just now starting to ride the wave of the benefits of marijuana. That's pretty bold. Autumn, talk to me. I'm a boomer. Tell me what I'm doing. Well, baby boomers actually are on the rise um, as cannabis users. Uh, they're becoming more and more aware of the benefits, one, medically, and then two, recreationally. So it's very interesting that they are um, they're becoming one of the largest group of um, cannabis, uh, cannabis users because you can use it in so many different ways. For health benefits, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you can use co- the topicals or balms or creams. You know, I personally use a one-to-one CBD to THC ratio, so equal parts of both. And mm-hmm. I've passed it along to my grandparents and my friends' grandparents and anyone who's had arthritis or these really bad t- uh, knee pain or from surgeries. And they tried hemp, and it, it helped a little bit. But as soon as they got that true balance of the CBD and the THC, the pain was gone, and they slept for the first time in years. So they're really seeing the benefits of the of both THC and CBD in these creams that don't get you high, so you're still getting all the benefits. Um, but they're also just, you know, now with the stigma going away, they're becoming interested in trying it recreationally as well. My grandmother even said to me, she goes, I don't, I just want to try and smoke it, you know, and she never in her entire <laughs> life would even go near it. And so now she has, and she likes it, and she's a writer, and it makes her more creative. So it's fascinating um, to see the, the shift and, um, and this awareness in the baby I love it. for sure. I have two questions. How old is your grandma? I have to ask. Uh, she is, uh, it's a good question, 80, uh, let's see, i got to think about this, 84? Wow. 
that that's that is exciting news. The other question is, you mentioned you like a a balance of the 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 THC and the CBD. How do you do? You go to your local cannabis store and you say, "Hey, I want fifty percent of this and forty percent of that," and throw in ten. Do you, is this a designer? I won't call it a drug. Is this a designer compound where you get to pick the proportions, Autumn? I really don't know. So, can you educate us? Absolutely. Um, yes, dispensaries will have a range of products. Um, you can get ratio that's even equal parts or like a 20 to 1, which means 20 parts CBD to one part THC. Um, those ones I use more for like inflammation, but you still get the THC benefits because CBD by itself is, is good and THC by itself is good, but together there's this magical formation that really is where you see all these true effects and these true benefits come out. Um, so in a, in a dispensary and different product lines, and we're actually in the process currently um, in R&D and developing our own one-to-one cream, um, but you can go, it's the same for tinctures or for cancer patients, you know, they'll, they'll get a tincture that's different levels. Sometimes they might start at a higher CBD to, to THC ratio and then work their way up depending on the pain level. And sometimes you need a higher THC just because the pain is so strong and THC is really what's going what's gonna to help that pain. So, yes, it is definitely, um, you know, all the products out there are different and specific to whatever each individual needs depending on their ailment. This is absolutely fascinating. While you were speaking, Autumn, I just Googled cannabis dispensaries in North Carolina because that's where I am. And I came up with, I'm just going to read, I'm not advertising anything, but one of these is just a riot. First of all, there's the hemp pharmacy and pharmacy is spelled with an F. So it's F-A-R-M farm A-C-Y. Then there's one called the hemp store, cannabis store nearby. Then there's one hemp KO CBD store. And here's the one I want to talk about, the hippie house. CBD dispensary <laughs> in Winston-Salem. I know there's a university there. I wonder if they're doing a, a brisk student business. I think we'll just leave these alone. I was just curious. I didn't know that that was available in my state. And the map popped up on Google and it's showing, here's the hippie house in High Point near Burlington, North Carolina. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, everybody's allowed to laugh on the show. So yeah, panelists, if, if you think great. that's, I thought that was funny. So uh, we're moving on now. Another Another prediction here from Dr. Murdoch Kalegi and prediction number two, he says CBD will become further studied and validated for pain, mood, inflammation, and sleep. Where is this going to be studied and validated? Murdoch? Well, it's amazing considering the fairly abrupt prevalence of CBD uh, that we remind ourselves that it's CBD is relatively early. It's in its infancy in terms of research. Don't get me wrong. There is a fair amount of research regarding CBD and its safety profile and its potential effects. But compared to a lot of pharmaceuticals and even more longstanding supplements, less is known. Now, the initial interest in CBD, both as I mentioned personally, and I think most of society's interest has been around pain, thinking about You know, when we think about medical marijuana and all the benefits we see from there, what's due to the CBD, what's due to the THC, what's due to the synergistic combination of each. So we're trying to better understand that. So while we've initially explored pain, a lot of people are experiencing benefits in their mood or Mm -hmm. in inflamed joints or in their sleep. And while there's been some research on that, it's very early. Where I think we're going to see that research uh, 
bear out is primarily academic institutions. Um, I think pharmaceutical companies will be a little slower to research it because CBD is available over the counter, but academic institutions have already demonstrated an interest in using CBD for various therapies, and so I think they will really be the leaders over the next few years of understanding CBD's all its potential uh, therapeutic benefits. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And, and when we finish the predictions, I'm going to go around the panel and have each of you give me your POV point of view on is it safe, is it legal, and, and how people will be using it uh, in what type of form. So we'll do a, a, a basically a lightning round at the end of the show on your predictions. Uh, I'm up to prediction number two from Wes Young at We Spark Labs, and he says, cannabinoid, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, hyperemesis syndrome, you have to explain that to me, will be renamed due to one company's vision and tenacity to solve the issue before it becomes a problem. Wes, tell us more, please. Um, cannabinoid hyperemesis is basically numerous receptor sites getting clogged with cannabinoid residues. Basically, what happens is uh, CYP450, which is your liver enzymes that process a number of toxins, as well as hormones like estrogen, gets suppressed long-term. As that gets suppressed, another area ends up getting suppressed as well, and that's your fatty acid amine hydroxylase, which is there for basically helping you regulate mood through the uh, mitigation of serotonin and dopamine. As these things start to have issues, you start to have all sorts of side effects, from vomiting to hallucinations to paranoia to, like, literal screaming. And essentially your uh, your uh, TRVP1 receptor site area becomes clogged with something along the lines of an estrogenic compound. And as this happens, it literally loses the, avail- uh, the ability to uh, have an understanding of pain or thermodynamic mitigation. So as everybody's saying how great it is for pain, it's great for pain, but if people don't understand how to detox from it, that mm-hmm. goes completely the opposite way, and it causes a huge increase in pain flares because CBD ends up having you to uh, making you produce, or maybe not even produce, but to uh, have an overabundance of estrogenic compounds by disallowing your body to even break them down properly. This is where those things like the delayed or prolonged periods come from, excessive bleeding, the whole mood disturbances, all these mm-hmm. weird little side effects come from these different receptor sites being overclogged, which is basically the triggering of CHS, which is that whole cyclical vomiting, the uh, need for ridiculously hot showers, the hallucinations, the paranoia that numerous hospitals throughout the West Coast since, uh, since uh, cannabis has come online legally have been experiencing. Thank you, Wes. Very, very interesting. Thank you for the description. I'm now going into prediction number three from each of my panelists, so let's go back around the table to Dr. Eddie Fatikov. And Eddie says this is also provocative. He says he predicts an increase in CBD usage in salon and spa treatments. Oh, my. Eddie, where is this going to happen and when and how? Yeah, I think it's happening soon. I just heard an article about this, but in terms of CBD shampoos, CBD oils, we know that most of the CBD is bound um, to fatty acids to help with absorption. So those are good in omega-3, 6, and 9s. They help hydrate the hair, healthy scalp. Also, you can eat in CBD. They're high in antioxidants, which prevent hair damage. Uh, it improves blood circulation in the localized area because of the anti-inflammatory uh, CBD properties, so it helps the hair follicles. It's got minerals in there, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, potassium, to help overall scalp and hair growth. And if you take it orally and you have anxiety, as they were talking about earlier, anxiety 
uh, and stress causes hair loss. So if you control the anxiety, and that gets better than hair improvement. So I think in terms of massage therapy, uh, in terms of aromas, in terms of uh, hair growth, and um, even what it does for the hair in terms of if you have dry uh, hair, it's going to improve. And I think that's going into the market now, and you'll probably see the next couple of years where salons will start using CBD products more and more. Um, and they've even done studies where CBD actually helps with shinier, silkier, stronger skin, and those with uh, dandruff did report you know, less flakes and stuff like that. But more studies do need to be done. But I think that's actually pretty interesting how CBD will be used by spas and um, salons in the future. Very interesting. And I just found an article on Forbes dated August 6th last year, 2018, written by Joni Sweet, a contributor to Forbes. And the article is entitled, Eddie, Spas Take Treatments to New Highs with CBD Oil. And she lists 10 places where you can try a CBD oil spa treatment. So anybody's looking for that, go to Forbes. I'm not going to do any more on that one. Thank you, Eddie. Interesting. Prediction number three from Autumn Shelton at Autumn Brands. She says she predicts sustainable and ethical growing practices. Autumn, is this already happening? Is it going to happen? And what do you mean by ethical? That's the one I'm interested in. Uh, well, it's already happening. You know, here in California, uh, the regulations for growing cannabis is, is quite is quite strict, and the pesticide allowance is um, stricter than any other agricultural product. And um, as as we can see, as you know from history, we conventional growing techniques for agriculture was acceptable, and then more and more demand came around for organic growing techniques. Now, we can see all over the agricultural world, sustainable gardening practices are ranking high importance. So it's really important for us to look at how our products are grown and where they're coming from. So whether it's going to be you're buying hemp or whether you're buying a cannabis product, it's really important to know your source. So before the regulations even came out for Autumn Brands, we are a 100% pesticide-free company. We only use beneficial insects, so it ensures that our products are always natural and healthy and free of pesticides. And that means no, or that even changes the, the level from organic to pesticide free. And um, I feel like we're starting to see a shift here in agriculture because of the cannabis growing practices. You know, we reuse and recycle all our water. We reuse and recycle all our organic waste. Uh, everything that we do is very sustainable in how we, in how we do things. And so we're really seeing a shift here in how people think, because organic doesn't mean pesticide-free. There's still pesticides, and there's still harmful pesticides. So we're seeing a shift here, people kind of looking at, oh, maybe organic's not even good enough anymore. Maybe we want to take it to the next level and really have our products be 100% pesticide-free. And in the hemp industry, it's, it's, a little, it's more challenging because you don't have the regulations so it's so important to really look at what products you're buying because you can get them on Amazon, you can get them anywhere. So really mm-hmm. being able to know where that hemp product comes from um, by, by looking at the bottle and making sure they have lab testing done, knowing exactly where it originated from, county, state. And then in cannabis, we already have those regulations in place in all the multiple different states. And so you know that cannabis is always going to be regulated to the highest level and that your product is going to be safe. 
Thank you very much. Safety is the key word there, I believe. Let's move on to prediction number three from Dr. Murdoch Kalegi. And he says, consumers will increasingly use CBD on their own to manage their conditions. Oh, my. Talk to me. This is really a combination of two trends. Uh, One, we'll have further validation of CBD. There will be more research. There will be more understanding. More people will use it and have more of their own experiences that they'll recount. And then consumers in general are just taking a more proactive role in managing their own health. And the supplements industry is quickly growing in all areas beyond CBD, and that's because of that proactive role individuals are taking to manage their health. I think this will be the predominant trend because CBD uptake and understanding by traditional healthcare has been a bit slower than societies, and I think that's for a few different reasons. One, traditional healthcare clinical medicine is generally just slower to uptake newer therapies. And then also, anything that has some association with cannabis still has some reticence in traditional healthcare, not because we don't recognize the benefits, but because there's always been this complex regulatory landscape and stigma, and that just takes time to get over. So I think between that slowness in traditional mm-hmm. healthcare and the quickness we're seeing amongst consumers, not only with CBD specifically, but in general in managing their own health, I think that will really be the predominant trend now, people using CBD to manage their own conditions. Thank you very much. We've been talking for years about us as consumers of healthcare, haven't we, Murdoch, taking over control of our own health rather than just saying, I went to the doctor and he told me or she told me to do this and that. So that's along the lines, I believe, of that trend. And now prediction number three from Wes Young, the last one we're going to cover, and then the rest of you, Eddie and Autumn and Murdoch and and Wes, of course, get ready for me to do the lightning round of, of quick take on the opening question. So the one, the last one from Wes is, Hemp cotton CBD infused tampons, I said the word, will hit a woman's flow as the most absorbent, softest, and non toxic treatment. Are these coming to a supermarket or pharmacy shelf near us anytime soon, Wes? Uh, honestly, there's a lot of companies in the R&D phase for it, and they haven't figured out a lot of what, like, as I've been discussing, the hormonal disruption. And as it continues to go forward, because they're re- recommending it for everything right now especially for a woman's time of the month. And if it spikes estrogen as critically as, and as bad as it can do, it does no good being uh, ingested by a woman, especially during that time. Interesting. I just found an article in Huffington Post called Do CBD Tampons Ease Pain? Here's what you should know. This was written, uh, updated on May 17th, so it's very, very recent by Julia Reese, R-I-E-S, on life and wellness at HuffPost.com. So anybody looking for information can go to that article and see see more. Thank you very much. Now, let's go back around the table. We're going to do a quick lightning round, and my questions are, the first one is, is CBD safe overall, whether you you're buying it at a a dispensary, whether you're getting it online, uh, you can give me a qualification to your answer. So we're just going to go quickly through the panel. Dr. Eddie Fadikov, yes or no, is CBD safe? Yeah, it's safe. And then the DA actually switched the classification from Schedule 1 drugs, such as heroin, to Schedule 5 for some of the CBD products, so like cough medications. It's safe. Okay. Autumn Shelton, is it safe? Uh, I think it's really important to really know your source. I don't think any of it's going to harm you deeply, but I I think the more that you understand where it came from 
and what went into it, went into the product, um, the safer it will be. Okay. Dr. Murdoch Kalegi, safe? Definitely. Uh, you know, I work in the emergency department. I've seen tens of thousands of patients. I've seen every type of overdose and toxicity. I have yet to see that from CBD. Okay. Wes Young, safe? I'm going to be the lone goat out here and say, not completely. It needs a lot okay. more research. When you break the bioavailability understanding, your, cre- your increased risk of side effects occurs much more readily. Okay. Thank you very much. Let's go to question number two. Is it legal? And are there any, any questionable ramifications about where you buy it, when you buy it, how you buy it, online, at a dispensary, registration, legalities? Uh, you can give me any flavor of that answer you wish. Eddie Fatikov, yes or no? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Is it legal? That depends on how you buy it, where you buy it, from whom you buy it. Is it legal in the broad sense of the word? Correct. It's legal, but you have to look at your state and see if, see if it's legal. If it's going through state lines, depending on what violates the Sunshine Act, it might not be legal. I would say there's some companies out there, like the Thomas Jefferson University, where they're doing research through, I think, Ananda Pharmaceuticals. That'd be a good company where if you want evidence-based, research-based CBD, and they usually comply with all state regulations and federal regulations. Okay, and what is the Sunshine Act? It's I'm looking here, Physicians Payment Sunshine Act 2010, U.S. No, Healthcare Law. Okay. Thing. But basically where you're, you're allowed to grow hemp, but in the state of Georgia, I think the governor just now allowed to grow hemp in here for CBD, THC, but you couldn't, uh, for like Charlotte's Web, you had THC, you couldn't get it from one state to another state because you'd be violating federal law. So it depends on the THC content with the CBD, whether you're allowed to move it through um, state lines. Thank you. Autumn Shelton, legal? Well, hemp is legal in the United States um, as far as being able to sell it across um, different state lines, but every state is still working through their regulations um, on building it. So here in California, they've almost finalized um, their regulations, um, but until that happens, you can't grow it here. Um, as far as cannabis, again, same as um, whether the, each state has legalized it for recreational or medicinal purposes and what, um, what they allow. Thank you. Dr. Murdoch Kalegi, Elevate CBD. Is it legal? In terms of, for use, cannabis-derived CBD, there's many states that still have regulations against that, but hemp-derived CBD is legal for use in all 50 states. Okay. Wes Young, we spark labs. Legal. Again, I hate to be the bearer of uh, the only misunderstanding of this, but no, not 100% legal. State by state, yeah, understandings are different. But as uh, the the whole the, the whole reinitiation of the farm bill went through, and we just had the, this whole FDA hearing, they basically said that it can't be put in anything human consumable. The only thing that it can be put in is topical things. Anything for dermal pain treatment, perfect. Anything else, not a hundred percent right now. Okay, and I have one more question for all of you before we close. We're getting right near the edge of the end of the show, but I like to use our airtime. So what's your preferred or favorite or recommended way of applying CBD? Inhalation, aerosol, mouth, or topical? Eddie? I'd oil. Oil. Okay. Autumn? Uh, CBD... Itself, uh, oil in a if it's a full spectrum, you know, which means full plant uh, mm-hmm. for cannabis and 
cannabis CBD, which is THC CBD, or including all hundred plus cannabinoids. Um, it depends again on the uh, on the illness. So topicals are great for local rashes and pain. Um, to inhale it, you want to you know that's more for movement disorders um, and and for um, ingesting. That's going to hit into your bloodstream. So those are for different disorders as well. So it just all depends on exactly what you're what you need. Fair answer, Murdoch. What I find amazing about CBD is there is so many ways you can absorb it. And I found for different individuals, they found different ways more effective, whether it be topical for local pain. Uh, my personal preferred way uh, when I use it myself is oral, um, but I've been fortunate to work with Elevate that offers a whole suite of products, um, dissolving under the tongue, gum, oral, topical. And so based on whatever ailment, I can, I can tailor it specifically. Thank you. And Wes Young, last comment. Preferred method, either personal or recommended? Um, honestly, I've made things that are absorbed in every way. And honestly, they're all equally effective. It honestly just depends on what you're trying to do with it and what you're trying to treat. Thank you very much. Great answers. I can't thank the four of you enough for your time, for your intelligent answers, for your research, for what you brought to this very provocative topic. So I want to say I usually do Game Changers Radio, but I'm going to say the four of you are Game Changers on our CBD topic. Thank you so much to Dr. Eddie Fatikov. Really appreciate all of your time and the input, and I'm glad I was able to use your opening quote to open the show. Thank you, Eddie, from one of your articles. Autumn Shelton, such a pleasure to meet you, and I hope Hope you'll all come back, by the way, at Autumn Brands. Love the idea. You're a 50% women-owned business, and we need more of those. Yes, 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 yes. Women in STEM. I don't know if this is the cannabis STEM or not, but it certainly makes sense to me. Murdoch Kalegi, also MD at Elevate CBD. Thank you so much for your input. And Wes Young at We Spark Labs. You all rocked, and you all. And Wes, it was great that you were sometimes the opposite sayer, and that's what we look for. That's a good panel discussion. It's not about everybody agreeing. It's about everybody bringing your input and your thoughts and and your honesty and authenticity to the table. Shout out again and thank you to Ryan Treasure, VP at Voice America Radio, my co-producer on this brand new series, and of course to our engineer extraordinaire, Aaron Keller at World Talk Radio, the business channel, for getting us on the air. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Hope you've learned a lot. Our topic today was CBD, Miracle Med, Dubious Drug or Wishful Woo Woo. You can make up your mind intelligently now. You've been listening to Technology Revolution, the future of now. We'll see you next week. 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Business Channel. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.